Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. This is episode 135. Jessica, what do you get somebody for the 135th anniversary? Um, I don't think they go that high. Because you'll be dead! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're getting this episode in on under the... Under the wire. Under the wire, I was going to say literally, but not literally. We're not literally under a wire. We're figuratively under a wire. And as soon as we started recording, you may hear squeakies in the background. He's celebrating. He's celebrating. It's Leap Day. Leap Day. Yay. So apparently the Earth, it takes it like 365 and a quarter days to go around the sun. It's a little slower this month. Nightwing, shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> he does it more. <sighs> yeah, it's like 365 and a quarter days, so every fourth year they have to add that extra day to keep everything evened out. Keep you balanced out, Jess. Oh, now see, I thought it just went slower in February. It was cold and everything kind of moved slower. I'll tell you what, the school year moves slower in February. <laughs> It was like the third day of February and somebody sent a gif or a, a meme that it was like, man, it's been a long month. It's like it's the third day. Third day. <laughs> it's just it's just a lot of nonsense going on right now with everything. With, with everything, really, but everything. I mean the kids are just like off their rockers. And just very mean and very confrontational. And that doesn't work well for me because I am also very confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not on trend for Hufflepuff. No, but as we've learned from our friend Jane, it is possible for to have aggressive tendencies mm -hmm. as a Hufflepuff. Not that I'm not that I'm looking for a fight, but I don't back down from a fight. You're going to hold your ground. I do. And that's something I've kind of noticed with this being my 21st year of teaching. It's become expected that you tolerate insubordination. It's mm -hmm. become expected that you tolerate uh, unruliness. And when I, I was at, it was expected that you tolerate them destroying your your room, including your own personal items. And I just can't, I can't do that. I guess I'm because I'm I'm old now, and I'm one of the. When I look at the every year they put out like the tenure list of who, who's been in the district and the longest, you know, by by years, and I'm like one of the top three or four people at my school mm. i know i don't look like it <laughs> i know i look young and 
and and fresh and peppy and all that, despite the bags under my eyes. I thought you just looked like the PE teacher. Well, there's that too. Uh, oh, he's a man. He must be a must be a gym PE teacher. teacher yeah. You know what? That's sexist. It is very sexist of you to think that, but I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. But I appreciate you say that that I have an athletic build to me. Uh. But yeah, I just, it's just, the kids are, kids are crazy. I don't know if it's because of the leap year, because of the full moon. There's always some kind of excuse for, for bad behavior. And I guess I just, I don't know. I just don't tolerate it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's talk about something more fun, which is the Harry Potter universe. This, of course, is a Harry Potter podcast. Oh, is it's, that the one we signed up for It's today? not just teachers complaining. <laughs> teachers complaining with Dan and Jess Rhino. Or you just you just listen to me because you're not working in a school anymore. Yeah. So you don't get to complain. I still have about, some stories. You you got tons of stories. That's going to be a whole nother podcast. You should be keeping a journal of this stuff so that you can either when you're when you're done working for the library you can either write a book mm-hmm. or we can do a podcast mm-hmm. and just talk about crazy crazy things that you've seen and heard at at the library. Because that's something that I tell new teachers that I wish I would have done. I wish I would have kept a journal of teaching. Just write a little something down, a little factoid of something that happened every day. Because I could have written an amazing book when I retired. Mm -hmm. Just like Tales from the Classroom or something like that. You still could. I I could, but like the, the stuff just comes up like anecdotally. Like when we're in a conversation and it'll trigger a memory... Uh, but then you gotta like make a note about it in your phone and I, then make a journal entry later. I guess so, but I wish there was you like. You put in a little effort, babe. Yeah, I'm not, you know, kind of 21. A big on effort? 21 years in, like the effort's kind of <laughs> diminished. Petered out? As my testosterone levels have dropped, so has my effort. <laughs> Two things that happen as, as you get older, apparently. But man, I, I wish I would have had it like chronologically and I could have, you know, made each chapter like a year in, in the life or, or whatever. And just change the names of the kids, you know, to protect identities. And uh, I just think it would have been awesome. But that's something that you could still do. You're still pretty fresh into your uh, library career. Mm-hmm. So, I, something to think about. Yeah, the manager was telling some stories. And then you could have you could have stuff like that. You could have like people contribute. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have like a whole chapter of just like uh, you know contributed. Uh, I think I would just like arrange it by things because the the stories that they were sharing yesterday. You can have ones involving poop. You can have was, ones yeah, involving. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, you can have the urine things chapter. that like happened outside. People who have apparently the outlets didn't used to have locks on them. There were outlets outside the building, uh-huh. and so people would come and plug things in and do things at the outside of the library. Like what would they pull like? like um, blenders there, and air fryers and stuff like some, that. Oh, uh, there was a homeless guy who was sleeping on the bench outside, mm-hmm. but he just like woke up in the middle of the night and said he needed a haircut, so he plugged in these clippers and shaved his head nice. outside the library, and he cleaned it up, nice. cleaned up all the hair and threw it in the trash can. He was quite proud of himself. But they were like, you, but you still can't plug into the library's outlets. And he's like, I cleaned it up. We're like, yes, you did. Thank but you. Now why can't they plug into the outlets? Hmm. Actually, I mean, you plug in the outlets inside. Right. So you want him to cut his hair inside. That's <laughs> what you want. But apparently they can't do it outside because 
Well, you wouldn't be able to plug. You, you I don't can't get, cut your hair inside the library. That's against the rules. I mean, I guess they're saying that you're using the library's electricity and it's upping mm-hmm. like the electrical bill, but the library has become over the years essentially like a community center mm-hmm. where you know a lot of like you said a lot of people that don't have homes will just stay there the whole day and yeah. and you have you know services for food and you have services for uh you even have like uh, social worker services for people that need it and mm-hmm. there's uh, a lot of people that that use it kind of as a i mean you we've talked about the diaper situation you know with the you sent me i would oh, i wish i could find it easily you sent me a text earlier and we're like eight minutes in haven't talked a lick about harry potter we're gonna you get mentioned there. the words we're harry gonna potter get there folks earlier uh don't forget this is broomsticks and butterbeer a chapter by chapter discussion of the harry potter novels we're uh talking uh diapers at libraries right now <laughs> we'll, get but we'll get there the Harry Potter books there. are in the library. I have over a we thousand are... words of notes here. We're in the library. According to Microsoft Word, I have over a thousand words of notes here. But you sent me a picture that you took, and it was the funniest thing, because it was the most random collection of of things, and it said, like, oh. <laughs> all of these things are available to library. Come and get them. And I, and I found the list here. It says available. Ask a staff member for assistance. Diapers. Yes. Gun locks. Of course. Safety. Narcan. Uh huh. Period products. Yes. All and, kinds. And symphony vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are um new and temporary. What the period products or the symphony vouchers? The the symphony vouchers, but also we run out of the period supplies all the time. So I said, uh, yeah, grab me some diapers and some Narcan. <laughs> I have no need for either one of those, but it's good to be prepared. It is. I was a Boy Scout for... No, I never was a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout. By they don't the have to be prepared? No. No, we were just, like, made, just ca- made, made you know, wooden cars and, you know, had movie nights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a Tiger Cub and I was a Cub Scout. I was like, by the time I was, like, a Cub Scout, I was like, this isn't so much fun anymore. <laughs> And then, like, it's so, like, the Boy Scout thing never appealed to me. So, uh, people in the St. Louis area. Yeah. If you're in need of diapers, gun locks, Narcan, period products, or symphony vouchers, uh, head to your local St. Louis County Library while supplies last. Uh, Nightwing keeps he bringing squeaky toys to so me, and I right keep now. throwing them to see if he'll chase them, and he just goes and grabs another one. <laughs> and he gets mad at me for throwing them. Uh, you want to talk some Harry Potter? I think we should. Let's do it. Uh, at what ten, time are we? Ten, ten, 10.37 right now. Oh, okay. Uh, chapter 3, last time we talked about will and won't. Harry's at home with the Dursleys with his six year at Hogwarts right around the corner. And Harry received a letter from Dumbledore saying that Dumbledore would be at the Dursleys on Friday at 11 o'clock to escort Harry to the Weasleys' place for the remainder of the summer and that Dumbledore needed Harry's help with something along the way. Dumbledore does show up, but before he and Harry can leave, we have some business. 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 <laughs> Sound like Dusty Rhodes. We got some business. Some business, baby, to attend to. Yep. Uh, business to attend to regarding Harry's inheritance from Sirius. Creature, the race's house elf, is conjured up by Dumbledore. And Creature reluctantly obeys Harry's orders, proving that Harry will indeed inherit Sirius's old house with Creature along with it. 
without having to worry about Bellatrix staking claim to it. And Dumbledore belittles the Dursleys and scares the heck out of them in the process for the way they've treated Harry over the years. So, question. Is Harry, like, a Nepo baby? He got, like, a whole, a whole vault of money. He inherited a house. I don't think that makes you a, a, a Nepo baby, though. Because okay. I think Nepo babies get opportunities based based on their parents. Everybody kind of treats them different based off of whose parents are. Yeah, but everybody inherits money. And everybody inherits houses from relatives, you know. I don't think that necessarily makes you a Nepo baby. I think that if you get advantages uh, based on who your parents were, that other people, no matter how much money they have or how much you know influence they have, couldn't get, mm-hmm. then I think that makes you a Nepo baby. Okay. Well, I was just, I don't know, I was just thinking, because like, Ron will never inherit a bunch of money or a house. I mean, he might inherit a house. From who? From, he might in- inherit the borough. No, there's several children in line before him. Yeah, he's still in line for the throne. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like Prince Harry. He's really far down the line. This is way down there. And a redhead. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of Ron things. Ron is Prince Harry, got it. And British. A lot of things in common there. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter four. Horace Slughorn the name of the chapter we're going to meet a new character in this chapter the aforementioned horace slughorn i do not remember this dude from the movies at all what no now see i was thinking this is like one of the scenes that the movies did really i felt like they did really well like i'm reading this chapter and i'm like this is the scene not even this scene happens in the book or in the movies pretty pretty done pretty well Mm mm-hmm yeah, I don't remember it at all. Was so was he prominent in the films? And and my other question was gonna be how does he compare to how he's portrayed in this chapter? You said I guess the setting was pretty accurate. What about mm-hmm. the character? Um He was portrayed much fatter in this chapter. <laughs> I was like, oh very roly poly. I mean, he, he was a large man in the, in the short and round man in the movie, but he not like this, but this is, you know, fiction, and it tends to be a and little over real, the top. So. so, yeah. Yeah, movies are real. Well, no, but they have real, real <laughs> human beings that are shaped certain ways. Umbridge was the same way. Umbridge in the books is portrayed very roly-poly-ish, and not Apparently, so if you're movie. short and fat, J.K. Rowling thinks you're evil. <laughs> no. Slughorn's not evil. Let's not talk about... Uh, who J.K. Rowling likes and doesn't like. Yeah, based we don't on... go there. Sorry. <laughs> We're not going down that rabbit hole, people. Not going to get canceled here. Uh, if we're going to get canceled, it's going to be because of our own accord. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably I... something I Where said. Where am I canceled in? Ireland? Ireland? Yeah, the Irish hate you. Man, I'm so- <laughs> I said I was sorry. Heartfelt apology. I was really sorry. Like, like really sorry? Or like when a kid says... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was really sorry. All right. We'll see if those numbers go back up. Uh, at the beginning of the chapter, we get Harry appearing, or not appearing, apparating for the first time. Uh, basically just traveling along with Dumbledore 
and we end up near where Horace Slughorn is hiding out. Uh, before we get to meet Slughorn, though, Harry has a lot of questions for Dumbledore, and we learn some new information along the way. And uh, one of the major bits of news is that Harry's scar isn't hurting anymore, is it? No. And it was kind of funny the way it was worded. Harry's like, no, and I thought it would be hurting all the time now because Voldemort's more powerful and he's got more feelings and things. And, and he's got like a real body now. Yeah. And Dumbledore's like, hmm, I thought the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and I was correct. And he's you like, were not. Hmm, curious, isn't <laughs> it? Silly little child. <laughs> Just as I suspected. <laughs> like, okay. Dumbledore's being a little snooty there. So, the occlumency lessons with Snape didn't go well, but in the end, I guess the goal was achieved because Voldemort isn't going to be rooting around in Harry's mind anymore because Voldemort doesn't want the the, Harry rooting around the inverse mind. of that to happen. Yeah, right. Because he kept he kind of closed the door, yeah, or the window or whatever you want to call it. He closed it because things were going both ways, uh -huh. and he couldn't. It wasn't worth the benefit. Do you think that's something that? Surprised Voldemort how Harry, despite being a child, was able to kind of get in infiltrate. I because you know it's something that Voldemort took advantage of mm -hmm. and saw as a big positive for what he was trying to do, but it kind of backfired on on old Voldy at the uh, you know toward the end. Mm -hmm. uh, of before before Voldemort shutting uh, his mind out, do you think Voldemort was kind of caught off guard by how I don't want to say easily, but how deeply Harry was able to access things? Maybe, but also Harry. I mean, he did want to know what was at the end of the door, but he wasn't actively doing anything. He wasn't doing it on purpose. It just kept happening. Um, he. Kind of had that doors, man. desire. They were going. They were going to those doors for like four hundred pages. Yep. But also, you know, I know that the working theory is here that oh, Voldemort doesn't want Harry to accidentally see what's going on, and that is some of it. But also, you know, at the end of the last book, he went into Harry and didn't like how it was. Mm -hmm. He didn't like all the feelings mm -hmm. and the feelings empathy will get you. and uh, empathy, empathy, <laughs> and things. So. I think that kind of left a bad taste in his mouth, too. He was like, eh. What are these emotions I that I'm feeling? I like teenage emotions. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> Not even teenagers. Uh, we haven't heard the tale of why Dumbledore's hand has turned into a well-done ribeye. Well, it's a big, long tale, and he has to be able to do it justice. There's just no time. Uh, but we did learn a little bit about Inferi. Inferi? Yeah. Inferi. So, are these like zombie wizard soldiers that Voldemort can control? Yep. That's freaky. You didn't know about zombies? I knew about zombies. I didn't know there were zombies in the wizarding world. Well, I think technically if they're dead and you can raise them and control them, then it's necromancy, not really zombie. Hmm. So... They're not acting of their own accord. They're not infected with the zombie virus. Yeah. They've got magic coursing through them, making them do things. What if and they only bite the things you, if they bite you, do you turn into one? No. Unless they kill you. Then you could then the necromancer the, the wizard what if they kill you with a bite. The the wizard still has to raise you from the dead mm. and use you. 
Gotcha. But it seems like something they would do. Yeah. Like, if your dead army kills more people, then you're just adding to your dead army. So we've got Dementors procreating, <laughs> making little baby Dementors, and we got zombies and... <sighs> How long before, like, vampires and werewolves and Frankenstein's monster start showing well, up? The werewolves are around. Yeah, I know. Vampires, too. Yeah. Vampires are in this world. All the this stories is, are real. This world is terrifying. Like, we need to go get, uh, you know, the mummy or something on our side, or we're going to be outgunned here. Uh, before we get too far into the interaction with Slughorn and what Dumbledore wants with him, we learned that Slughorn used to be a professor at Hogwarts, but with all the craziness and uncertainty in the wizarding world, Slughorn has been keeping kind of a low profile the last year or so, hasn't he? That's putting it mildly. Should I put it with more force? <laughs> Slughorn has been keeping a low profile the last year or so, hasn't he? Hmm. More aggressive. Aggressive Hufflepuff. Um, he said he's been moving, not staying anywhere more than a week. Mm -hmm. He's got his, his little enchantments and charms and things that he does to keep people away or throw them off his scent. Sort of. And he's just going from, in this case, he's finding muggles that are on vacation. Yeah, they probably posted on social media they were going on vacation. Yeah, he shouldn't just, do that. He's just shouldn't he's do moving that. right in. Yeah, that's when people rob your house. Yep, or stay there. I like to Use tell... Use like an Airbnb. I like to tell people on social media that I'm on vacation mm -hmm. and then just wait for them to break in. <laughs> I'm ready for them. Ready for them. <laughs> And I can let out all my rage that I can't normally <laughs> let out. <laughs> oh, God. That's what I'm going to do when I retire. And I'm really bored and looking for... Going out of town for the next month. Do. It's going to get re really into to guns and <laughs> crossbows and stuff like Never that. Never got around to fixing that back door that won't lock. Yeah. Oh, well. Time darn for trick, some R&R. &R. Darn trick lock. On the back door, I'm going to start parking down the street so it looks like I'm not home. That's what I'm going to do to keep myself... Uh, Entertained. Keep my mind fresh mm -hmm. while, while I'm, uh, when I'm retired. Becoming so on the internet. Got it. So how did Dumbledore find Slughorn so easily? He's Dumbledore. Also, all of his little friends can find him and send him presents and gifts. Not, not necessarily. Because uh, I can't remember if it was Harry or... Uh, D Dumbledore asked about that, and he said, well, it hasn't really been happening in the last year or so. Oh, well, see, I thought Harry pointed it out that, like, oh, well, your friends can find you. Well, Slughorn was bragging about that. Like, I get a bushel full of candy from this person, and I get free Quidditch tickets from this person, and I get, uh, you know, the inside track of what's happening at the Daily Prophet from this person, but kind of the last year or so, I haven't really been able to do that. Because I've been bouncing from safe house to safe house. On the run. So if Dumbledore could... And Dumbledore just apparates right into his town and just walks right to to the house. He's Dumbledore. He knows everything. So why couldn't Voldemort do that? Oh, he doesn't know everything. Hmm. He thinks he does. It's a heck of an explanation. <laughs> it's Dumbledore. He knows everything. What about Voldemort? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well... And, but 
but Dumbledore did say, oh, do you mean to tell me they haven't come knocking? They mm-hmm. haven't come recruiting? And he never really says they haven't. Uh-huh. He just kind of avoids this, the conversation. So maybe they already did. Reminds maybe he me took of, off uh, again. Reminds me of a, co- a conversation we had. It was a, many, many episodes ago. When I asked you why the ministry, when they were searching for Voldemort, couldn't just like send him a letter or like an edible arrangement or something via owl and then just like follow the owl (laughs) because owls can find anybody apparently you know by like your magical trail that you leave everywhere why couldn't they just do that and just like find Voldemort and just like get him when he was like all weak and frail Mm. see that's why you need you need muggles it's magic babe you need muggles inside the ministry but also, the, the official stance was that he was dead and gone. So the ministry wasn't doing it. Because the official... Why didn't Dumbledore do it? Maybe he, he tried. He could round up his posse and, you know, like I said, send a, a care package or something. Maybe he figured, you know what? If he wandered off to lick his wounds and he never comes back, we'll just let bygones be bygones. Just send like a <laughs> like a box with a note in it. Like, I'm watching you. <laughs> I see you. I don't know. It's just, I think they need, I think the the ministry needs muggles who are aware of the wizarding world. Who can think outside the magical box. Who can think box. outside the magical box. How Absolutely. would I do this if I didn't have magic? How would like, I solve this problem? It's like the next time you're on, or next time you see Voldemort, you're going to slap this little thing in a shoe called an air tag. <laughs> And we'll be able to track him from this magical device uh, called a cell phone. Well, uh, Harry and Dumbledore get to the house, and the place looks like a grenade hit it. Uh, The door's off the hinges, picture frames are shattered on the floor. But this is all just a ruse, right? Fantastic ruse. She had a lot of fun just describing things for like a page and a half. Mm -hmm. About how destroyed everything was. And then we had to describe putting everything back together. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just trying to get that page count up. It's fine, but I noticed. We found out last book. She's just trying to get the page count up. So Slughorn did this because he assumed that Death Eaters were coming for him? I don't think so. I think he did this one for for Dumbledore. So he, he saw, or he knew Dumbledore was coming? He said he had like a two-minute heads up or something. Yeah, two minutes before his... Because he didn't hear his alarm go off. He's in the bath. he's in the bath. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't until Dumbledore got closer that he knew who it was. And he didn't want to be bothered with Dumbledore. And he disguised himself as a couch? A chair. Yeah, like a... Yeah, like yeah an right. armchair. So, how? Magic, babe. Like, you just... Magic. There's Transfigured magic. himself into a chair? Yes. Or did he like sew himself into the chair? No, he transfigured, <laughs> disguised himself as a chair. So you can just like change yourself into like anything? You know how? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I knew about like an animagus who could change it to like a specific animal. And I know you could transfigure other things. But if you could un- transfigure a rat into a teacup... You could transfigure a person into a couch or a chair. But, okay. And so you, you do it on yourself. 
But you would need a wand to do that, right? Yes. Okay. So when he's a chair, where's his wand at? It's in his pocket. Between the cushions. So how does he Y'all change making him- this stuff up as they How go. does he change himself back? He has no hands to like hold the wand to abracadabra back into a person. It's it's better in the movie because then you can see it. He does still kind of the arms. His <laughs> movies chairs, are real. Still and kind of book moves. is just super fake. Well, it's just easier to 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 picture because you can see it because <laughs> it pictures it for you. All right. The arms still kind of move and he's you know the cha- cherry. Do you remember cherry? Cherry like uh, what Pac Man eats? No, <laughs> the chair from oh from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> The arms would like move when she was talking. Was that her name, Cherry? I think it's Cherry. Huh. I just love that show. Rest in power, uh, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to say I loved it, but oh, I loved it. And uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was like my favorite movie when I was little. My sister and I wore out that VHS. It's so good. Uh, so this isn't even Slughorn's house, like we said. He just takes up temporary residence in Muggles' homes while they're on vacation. But Slughorn knows Dumbledore's here on a recruitment mission and isn't very happy about it. And bringing Harry is all part of Dumbledore's plan to recruit Slughorn. And we'll get to Harry's role in a second, but Slughorn, who was a Slytherin, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's It's totally fine. Gives off very... Arrogant vibes. Yeah. And it's not to a level, like a Gilderoy Lockhart level, but still very, like, self-absorbed. And it made me think, do you think Dumbledore really wants Slughorn at Hogwarts to benefit school? Or do you think he wants Slughorn there just to keep Slughorn away from Voldemort? Um, because Slughorn seems like... The third like option. Slughorn... You can't know yet. Okay. There is a big reason. Okay. Well, Slughorn to me kind of seems like the perfect person that Voldemort would want to recruit. Kind of, but he's also old. And like you said, I'm slow and I'm not as fast as I used to do, blah, blah, blah. And... But he's a good wizard. He's a Slytherin. He has a lot of connections... With, a, with other powerful wizards. He doesn't really seem like he has a lot of go get him. And I, I don't know if you want your subservience to have a lot of go get him. Well, like, uh, Bellatrix, is, Bellatrix is very, very eager to... Almost too eager. <laughs> this, this is true. Facts. Um, but I feel like Slughorn would just be like, mm, I'll get to it eventually. Well, we learned something kind of creepy about Slughorn. When he was professor at Hogwarts, he would develop favorites. And this in in itself is not the creepy part, because all teachers have favorite students. Absolutely. But Slughorn was kind of like a a talent scout. And when he saw a student with a particular skill or flair that he could potentially gain something from in the future, Slughorn would kind of latch onto them and develop a relationship in hopes of this relationship paying off for him down the road. Uh, What were some examples of this that kind of... I think we kind of mentioned a few earlier, but... Yeah, the owner of Honeydukes, 
or co-owner of Honeydukes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh, he's got some hookup at the bank. And the, the Quidditch. There's a Quidditch team mm-hmm. he's all buddy-buddy with. He's got some hookup at the Daily Prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it's just a little... It makes him feel important to be associated with the important people. Mm-hmm. Also, he can kind of be like, I'm the one who did that. I gave them their start because... He makes he had a little club where he would get them all together, yeah, and they could be like the power group of that year, that school year, uh-huh. which obviously would benefit them kind of like forward. The, Ju- the Justice League of favorite kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we also learned that Slughorn was very fond of Harry's mother, Lily, even though she was Muggleborn. Yeah, and that's just like that comment there. And he kind of tries, Slughorn kind of tries to play it off like, no, I'm not, I'm not biased. No, I, you know, I, I said, I said that, that sounded very biased, but that's not me. That's not who I am. I don't, there, there's been many, uh, great wizards who have come from, from muggle parents and kind of tries to play it off. Like it happens, not even, I don't think he says many either. He said like it happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like it's a rare phenomenon that you have to appreciate. But, you know, we all know that. There's people who out there will say something and then you call them on and like, oh, no, 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 I'm not racist. That's like the people say, like, I have lots of black friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It was like, uh, like, you're a misogynist. No, no, no. I love, I love my wife. I love, you know, I've, I'm, I've always, you know, taken care of, uh, you know, my girlfriends and, and all this and. There's the, uh, I think it's a Shakespeare line. It's like, I I think you protest too much or something like that. I hope that's a Shakespeare line. Otherwise, I'm a real big idiot. <laughs> Trying to sound smart and exposing myself as a big it, moron. It happens. It happens to me a lot. <laughs> it happens to me a lot. I'm smart, darn it. I am. I am. So the thing about... Lily, that he called her vivacious, <laughs> Ooh, which made, like when when he said that, I like literally got kind of went Ugh, <laughs> and cringed a little bit. You can't call like, your students. No, vivacious. I would no, I would <laughs> never say that. Never. You know, I had students that I really, really cared about. In fact, I went and saw one of them play uh, uh, college, college basketball. basketball yesterday. You know, one of my former fourth graders. Playing for St. Louis University. Shout out to Kellen Thames. But you don't say stuff like that, you know? Is there a woman out there that you would call vivacious? Like you just don't. You just don't. Like a, a woman. Like if you. Like an actress? Like Tyra Banks? Would you say? <laughs> I guess is vivacious. Uh, Jennifer Lopez? Vivacious, okay. I guess. Halle Berry? I was just saying, is there an appropriate way to use the word? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not condescending or creepy. No. Um, no. no. Okay. <laughs> no. Just... But especially not for children. You don't say that about children. Uh, even after they're grown up. Mm-hmm. Because even like after kids I've taught, like I have, I have kids that I taught that have kids of their own now. But we still talk to each other a certain way. They still call me Mr. Rhino. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And I never tell them they don't have to, but I wouldn't be upset if they didn't. But that's just like kind that's of the just that's just the, the the state of the relationship. But I don't know. Uh, Slughorn comes off a little little weird to me in this chapter. Uh, Dumbledore even mentions to Harry toward the end of the chapter that Slughorn treats his students like a collection. And the first thing that popped into my mind was collecting baseball cards or, or comic books and wanting the most prized ones, mm-hmm. you know, the most valuable ones. And Slughorn even makes a comment about how disappointed he was that Sirius ended up in Gryffindor when the rest of Sirius's family was in Slytherin. Even going so far to say that Slughorn really liked Sirius's brother Regulus, and he really would have, quote, have liked the set. The set. <laughs> he wanted the set of the two of them. Mm-hmm. So very much like collecting inanimate objects to him, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Which just ups the creep factor even more to me. Uh, in the past, we've talked about how Dumbledore is kind of like a, a military general. And all of his moves are very thought out, very thorough, and all of his moves have a specific goal. And the goal I'm, that I gathered here was to dangle Harry like a carrot in fl- front of Slughorn. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of What lure- student is more famous than Harry Potter? Yeah. Like, you like collecting kids. This is the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You don't what want the chosen I got. one. I mean, to lure Slughorn in with the potential of adding Harry to his collection. I mean, that's kind of... That's a little messed up on Dumbledore's part, isn't it? Like, that's the worst thing Dumbledore's done. <laughs> That does. That's not a good. <laughs> that is not a good defense, Jessica. Oh, he's done way worse things than that. Don't oh, trip off on. of that. Come on. It's a little messed up though. Particularly involving Harry too. Like, yeah. He's done some some crazy stuff. He's to done Harry. some questionable things, and we called him out on it. But I wanted to make sure that I I called him out on this one too. Well, at least this one. I know the reason. Mm-hmm. And like other one, other times it's kind of kind of feeble. Like when he's like, "Oh, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to be sad." I'm like, eh, "That's not a good reason <laughs> to to hide a big secret from somebody." Yeah. Or what I, I do the same. I, th- I do the same thing with my dogs. Like when they say it's going to snow tomorrow, I'm not going to tell them. Don't tell them because no, they'll be sad. They'll be sad. Um, but this this is crucial. Okay. It's, it, you know, it kind of reeks of, well, you know, we didn't have any other choice. We Mm -hmm. had to do it. We had to drop that atomic bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, millions of women and children were killed, but we didn't harm Harry in any way. You don't want the Dark Lord to take power, do you? Take over the world? I had to do this. If anything, we Harry, were following orders. Harry is now more prepared to navigate the school year with his potentially creepy professor. He's getting like an inside look. Well, in the end, it works, and Slughorn agrees to return to Hogwarts, and Harry and Dumbledore are on their way to the burrow to see the Weasleys. But before we actually get into the Weasleys' house, before the chapter ends, Harry and Dumbledore have one more private conversation in a broom shed. No with less. the spiders. Uh, what's this private conversation all about it's about the prophecy and who harry has shared it with or not shared it with so um 
Dumbledore basically confirms that him and Harry are the only two people that know the entirety of the prophecy that are left alive. And he said, Dumbledore basically gives him permission to share that with Hermione and Ron. Dumbledore really kind of highlights the importance of Harry's friends in this conversation here. It's almost like he's telling them, like Dumbledore's telling Harry, you need them. You can't keep things from them. You're going to need them in order to survive what's coming. And their friendship and their their love for you is is very important. And it's okay to let them in on more stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that Dumbledore has seen that both Ron and Hermione are, are very capable, very loyal, very um, willing to risk themselves for the well-being of, of each other. And... That's kind of like the underlying tone to this conversation is that you're going to need these guys. And it's very important that you're not out on an island, you know, and, and Harry knows what that feels like, you know, all last last year. And he even kind of mentions it in this discussion. And it's very important if you're if we're going to survive this and we're going to get through this, you're going to need your friends by your side. I took it to to also kind of be like Dumbledore knows Ron and Harry or Ron and Hermione are you know good friends and they're gonna stand by Harry no matter what like he just he knows that but I don't know that Harry knows that he's constantly like I have to go do this and you guys have to stay here where it's safe and by sharing this information letting them in and them not running from it is gonna prove to Harry that you know, oh, they understand the situation. Mm-hmm. They understand that it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And they're still willing to come stand by me and help me. It's just kind of going to make when that much the night easier. Has come. <laughs> and the land is dark. And the moon is the only light we'll see. So I think that. No, I won't. no, I'm, I'm is a key part <laughs> in a lot of stories. Is the main character is always pushing their friends away, like, "Oh, I don't want you to get hurt. Uh-huh. You don't understand." This is my battle. Or even going so far as like, "You won't like me if you know the truth." Like, if you know how bad this is, yeah. you would go running away anyway. So you kind of just, Dumbledore's just like, "Hey, let's get past this this little speed bumper here and mm-hmm. just get it all out in the open." So we all know where everybody stands. We also find out that Harry doesn't have to do occlumency lessons with Snape anymore. Nope. Which is good. Professor Snape. (laughs) But Harry is going to be doing some private tutoring with Dumbledore this year. Mm -hmm. And when Harry asks what it's going to be regarding, Dumbledore says, "Eh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Whatever is necessary. Whatever is necessary to get you ready for what's coming. And that's uh, the end of Chapter 4. We do have an email. Ooh, you didn't tell me that. Yep, surprise, surprise. Well, I want to press a button, too. Aww. <laughs> Don't fart on my email. It's pretty funny. It's 
pretty funny, though. Parts are pretty funny. Uh, anything else you want to say about Chapter 4? Are you ready for the email? Ready. Ready. Uh, this email comes to us via broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. You can send us emails there, or you can send us direct messages on X at BroomsticksB, or on Instagram at BroomsticksB Podcast, or on Facebook. Uh, but this one comes from Rebecca in Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Rebecca. Um, whenever I think of Boston, I think of uh, when I went to visit my brother and uh, my sister-in-law when they were working, doing the traveling nursing thing up in Boston. And I swear I heard that uh, Dirty Water song about... But, well, I love that dirty water. Oh, Boston, you're my home. I heard that a hundred times while I was up there. And they even did like a drone light show at the baseball game. And they played that song and it spelled dirty water <laughs> with the drones. So that's for you, uh, Rebecca. Because she's not getting enough of it up yeah. there. She, you need to... To do it again for Down me. by the river. Down by the banks of the river, Charles. Uh, hello, Professors Dan and Jess. Ooh. I like that. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a couple of years now and really look forward to new episodes being released. I wanted to get your thoughts on the Hogwarts Legacy video game. I have put in more hours on the game than I care to admit, but I've really enjoyed the all-encompassing vision of the game. Have you played it? If so, what are your thoughts? And I thought this was a fun email because you have played the game. Have? I have not. Uh, what are your thoughts? Pros and cons? Uh, full disclosure, I have not played it that much. I tend to, when I pick it up, then I do play it for a long mm -hmm. time. And I keep playing it and I don't get anything else done and don't sleep or whatever. Um, You're the same way when like Netflix shows come out that you're into <laughs> yes i just that last season of bridgerton i just got a pizza and sat in front of the tv until i was done that uh -huh. was it sorry that, that makes me sound gross but <laughs> i just, I <laughs> just <laughs> had a pizza i just had it laying on my belly <laughs> well i just threw the threw the whole box on the table and just sat in front of the tv and you're an animal and you're ate an animal pizza until until the move the show was over um so I, I I haven't let myself play that much because I. What obsess. do you like? What do you don't like? So far. What do you don't like? <laughs> so bad. Okay. <laughs> Such bad grammar. Uh, also. What do you don't like? <laughs> what you don't like about it? Also, full disclosure, I am not a big video game player. Yeah. So my problem with the video game with the game. Is that I'm not a good video game player, so mm -hmm. I don't know what all the buttons are, where all they are, what they're named. So when it's like, you need to do L and R, and I'm like, I, I'm flipping the thing over, I'm looking around, I'm like, where is that? I don't know. And then I'm dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're battling a and troll, and you need to dead. do this. Nope, I'm dead and again. And Basilisk got <laughs> So, I, I like that. You can explore. You can just really explore. You can go anywhere in this and just, mm -hmm. just, I'm, it is a lot of walking around if you want to explore, but you can. Um, I've got it on the Switch. The Switch. Which 
Chester shames me for mm-hmm. at work because the graphics aren't as good yeah. as on some of the other consoles. Right. Like, ugh, I apparently have the worst one. But, um... But but there's the... But I got you that one because of the portability yes, of it. Yes, that's yeah. why... There's, yeah. there's a trade-off. If and, I had to sit in front of the TV, then I probably would never play it. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can take it with me and go play on the bed, sit on the couch, whatever. When you go out of town on go out of town. doggy trips or whatever. That's that's what I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. So it's for the portability, not the graphics. But I still think the graphics are fine. Yeah, and they... You know, they kept pushing the, the, the Switch version back. It came out like a full year after the other yeah. two because they wanted, they did have to, to take it from a more powerful gaming system. Cause Nintendo has never been, that's, that hasn't been their thing the last 20 years or so. You know, like when the Wii came out, their thing was not like we're going to have better graphics than the Xbox or the PlayStation version. We're just going to have fun games. But we're going to have, we're going to have fun accessories and we're going to have, you know, fun games. And we're like with the Switch, we're taking the Joy-Cons out. And in like a group setting too. Right. right. It's not a one-on-one game. Right. It's not, or not even a one-on-one, a one-person game where you're just sitting there mm-hmm. playing. Switch is usually, or Nintendo is usually party a group games game. Party and party stuff game. like that. Which is what yeah. we use it for. So they took, they took a stuff. whole extra year to, to get this game out in the Switch version. And yeah, it's not going to blow you away with the graphics compared to the other games. But especially when you're doing the, the portable version of it mm-hmm. and you're playing it on the little screen. Then who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Chester cares, babe. I'll answer that question for you. Chester cares. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I do like that you can explore. Mm -hmm. I wish the map was a little better, or maybe I'm just not good enough to figure it out. But when I press the L and R button, when I need, (laughs) which one are those? Are those the the top fingers or the lower fingers? I don't know. Um, (laughs) When I need to go somewhere, the tracking, like you can turn on the tracking thing that will tell you, Uh but it's not always right. Sometimes you just go in circles yeah. or it takes you somewhere that was not where you're supposed to go. So I don't know if that's a glitch and they need to, maybe I need to download an update. Yeah, maybe. It might be time for an update. But because I got it shortly after it came out for the Switch. Didn't it, it take like two days to like download updates for it or no, something? No, it was like... It, you're like, no, it was four days. <laughs> it was four days. No, um, I did it one day and I let it like try and update all day. And But apparently there was some glitch there where it wouldn't. It said it was updating, but it was not updating. Mm. So that's why it never finished updating. Mm. You had to turn it in airplane mode and then turn it off airplane mode. And then it just updated in like 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, I've been doing this for two days. Ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> Technology is hard for us. It's hard for me. I don't play a lot of video games. I don't. So know you like that things. it's like like a free roaming, you know, kind of exploration. You're yeah. not you're not tied into like Super Mario levels or no anything. You can kind like of that. pick and choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If there there is a general overall story, mm-hmm. and there are tasks that you have to complete to to move on to the next like chapter of the story, but you can also just kind of wander around and do things. Uh, what do you think could be improved? You talk about the, the the map. So there's some some glitches, maybe some patches that need to be and like updated. yeah the 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 tracking thing that mm-hmm. tells you where you're supposed to go. Like it's like oh you have to go meet 
Tommy in the armory and you're like, I don't know where that is. Like, bro, I can't even find the L button. Yeah, I can't. You want to go find I Tommy? I found the X. Is it X? X. <laughs> At room 6B on X. I don't even know. Is it X on the Switch? I don't know. Uh, I think that's the Xbox. Anyway. um, Yeah. The being able to find where you need to go. Yeah. It could be a little easier. What about the story? Is it, it, it takes place like way before Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Like this is I don't even I don't know how long before like 100 but it's years way or before. Like that? Yeah. And they're kind of still There's like a a new the main character, whoever you are, has like a different kind of magic and can do things that other people can't. And so they're trying to figure that out like why are you why is your magic different than everybody else's? Hmm. And what does that mean? And there's like a something in their family bloodlines. There's like a clues you have to follow to try and find these. I don't know. I'm butchering the story, so I'm just not gonna go there. But You're doing a heck of a job selling it I'm selling to people it. <laughs> who haven't. Hey, go out, go out and buy it. You heard her. If you like Harry Potter, I mean, they probably already have it. Everybody had it before me. Everybody had it before me. I don't have to sell it to anybody. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to buy it, they would have bought it by now. Yeah, definitely. I think Bridget got it right when it came out. Mm-hmm. And she played it till she couldn't play it. Like, it's done. She did everything. Was she able and to find the L and R buttons? Probably. She's good at video games, babe. How much time she spends playing well, she's uh, like that... 20 years younger than us, so. <laughs> 30. 30 years younger than us. She's a baby. She's not as baby as Anastasia. Yeah, Anastasia's like 14. Yeah. She's still in high school. Yeah. She's, she's graduated college. She's got a real job. <laughs> she's like, I got a master's degree. What are you talking about? <laughs> master's degree at 14? Gosh, she's, she's really like smart. Like a Doogie Howser. <laughs> so smart, Anastasia. So proud of you. She doesn't listen that much, I don't think. She won't know that we made fun of her. No, she does. She doesn't care. Uh, so we, uh, what, what would you, what would you rate the game on a scale of one to ten? Mine, in my experience that I'm having currently, you could do decimal points too if you want to. Oh, seven point five. Ooh, that bad. Not bad. So, like, if you if so you room could, for improvement, but yes. but solid. Not gonna, not knocking your socks off, but fun. There's definitely things that need to be improved, Solid and experience. maybe I should turn it on and see if I can get some updates. Make sure you find the L button, turn on that airplane mode. Airplane mode, yeah, definitely. No, you turn airplane mode and then turn it back off. I heard you. Um, I don't know how. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't know how these things work. I just looked it up on the internet. I was like, my switch won't. Update. It's been updating for two days. What do I do? And the magic people like, on the internet press the me, L button, dummy. Which one's that? <laughs> oh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, appreciate Rebecca. Yeah, thanks for the question. From from Boston. I'm going to email you whenever I have questions now about the game. All right, like, Re- Rebecca. Rebecca, help me. I can't beat this troll. What do I do? And, and where's the LR he's button? He's like, press the L button, dummy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought I did. I'm dead again. Don't forget, you can email us, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Follow us on X 
at Broomsticks B. Send us messages on there. Find out when new episodes are dropping. Uh, I don't know anything about Instagram, but we have one. We Bro- do. Broomsticks B podcast. I post on you it. You put stuff on there. Uh, find out when new podcasts drop. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It makes it easy to get the new episodes when they drop. Uh, until next time, special thanks to Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly, and Olivia, our inner circle here with the Broomsticks and Butterbeer family. And don't forget, be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib, but don't be a jerk. Or a get. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, but they're cool.